Welcome to Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We are so glad you could join us today. The Crosstalk podcast is in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And now, here are your hosts, Charles and Daniel. We are at the midpoint of our week, and that means it's time to jump back into another episode. We're continuing our topic on culture, and we have dealt a lot with some of the hot topic issues and how we engage with them and what will we you know, do with them as they come our way. But uh, And we'll, we'll, we'll get more into that. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of those hot topic issues that we've been talking about already. Uh, if you haven't listened, then I encourage you to go back and listen, and, and you'll know what I mean by I say hot topic issues um, right. when it comes to and, things culturally speaking. The whole speaking. idea is we're in the world, but how do we do that and not be of the world? Absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to deal with more of those a little bit later. Uh, but today, we want to jump into the issue of entertainment. And entertainment is is Uh-oh. pretty much yeah exactly. Uh, entertainment is pretty much as old as time. I mean, it's it's not really new when it comes to people trying to find ways to entertain themselves. Right. Um, in fact, if you study history, you can observe different ways cultures would entertain themselves and get quite creative in doing that. Even vulgar and um, sinful in the way that they did that. Right. Um, but it's 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 only just become more sophisticated. Maybe we could put it that way. Our, our entertainment has become very modern and sophisticated, which fits with our very modern and, quote, sophisticated society and world. Yeah, we'll uh, probably bring this up later, but it seems like entertainment has become less intellectual, too. If and it's true. Inter- people used to entertain themselves with intellectual, intellectual yep. exercises. That's no, not quite so prevalent now. And with that said, we want to talk about how we can view it and engage with this issue on a biblical level, as all Christians should be doing. I mean, is this not something you just want to kind of case sera, sera, whatever will be, will be, um, very flippant attitude when it comes to entertainment. I think we should look at it biblically. If you're not doing that, hopefully this will challenge you to do that. And if you are doing it, maybe we'll encourage you in ways maybe you haven't thought of before. I think you could probably make the assertion and um – be valid in it that if you're flippant about your entertainment, you're probably flippant about life. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. You know, and it's interesting because um, I, I would consider myself an old movie buff, and just a movie buff in general. I enjoy movies, not just TV shows, but movies and the, the art of movie making and kind of just that medium. Storytelling. Exactly. And, the movies, yeah. and some, it's something that I find interesting, which is indicative or uh, even kind of telling of our society is this fact that we're all we're doing really is making remakes now, and we're making remakes sometimes of remakes. <laughs> and you kind of get to the point where, where are we going to have any creativity? Are we going to use the creativity right. that God has given us? And and my father-in-law actually made a really good point. We were talking about this. He used to be in the movie industry, and he said the problem is is our moral shortcomings have brought us to the point where we cannot be creative anymore. Right. We cannot entertain well We've, anymore. We, because we've lost the moral foundation, we've right. lost the story. So we got to go get other stuff we've already done because we don't have the ability to yeah. think of new stuff anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think so like, I think that's the yeah. telling of where we are with our entertainment. And, right. and we want to dissect all of this and talk about it. We don't have a passage of Scripture, which is normally how we work through things um, today. But I do think we're working under this umbrella still uh, that we are not to love the world. We're to be in it, but not of it, as we talked about. We're not to be conformed to the world's right. image or mold. Yeah. Absolutely. And so then how do we approach these matters is the question. 
Um, and, and I will say this. We almost put social media and entertainment together, but I think they're different. And when you listen to this episode and next week's episode, I think you will see clearly why we separate those and their similarities and how we approach them. But I'm just going to go over real quick what's going to guide us in our conversation today. We're going to talk about the prevalence of entertainment, the power of entertainment. I think that's important. It's it has, it's a powerful medium. Um, we're going to talk about the persuasiveness of entertainment, the pleasure, the preoccupation, the potential, because I think p- entertainment has good and bad potential, uh, prioritizing entertainment, and the point of entertainment. What is the point of it? What is the point? Yeah. So let's jump into that, the prevalence of entertainment. Duh. What do you mean by that? Because I know you wrote this. <laughs> yeah. what, what do you mean by prevalence? I think I know what I would mean if I wrote that, but what do you mean by that? Well, if you contrast um – past generations with today there has been always some way to as you said earlier to entertain ourselves but if if you look at when i was a boy entertainment was three stations on television right and before that it was radio before radio the movies did come out but then that i mean Movies weren't what they are today by any stretch of the imagination. Before that, it was creating some sort of sport to play. And sports, by the way, are entertainment. Right. Um, so we can throw was, that into maybe the, We're not hit, just talking about movies and yeah, things like that. Yeah. Maybe just hitting a ball with a stick or whatever. So, uh, uh, But now, you cannot escape entertainment. Right. It, it is. It surrounds us. It, it's ubiquitous. Well, when I think of the prevalence, I also think of the amount, right? The volume, and not just the volume, but the ease at which you can access that volume. Right. When, when Pam and I were talking about this a while back, and she said, "How does anybody see this stuff? I mean, there's so much of it, right? And well, obviously." Each person does not see all of it. Right. But it's amazing that as many people as there are in the world, they see so much of it. Well, there's such a demand. And I will say this. The pandemic even created a larger demand. We're seeing a total shift in entertainment and how the entertainment industry is doing things. But there's such a demand for entertainment that they can churn out the amount of entertainment they can because of the demand. Well, I, I walk in on somebody in their office Mm-hmm. And they're entertaining themselves while they're trying to get work done. It's like uh, – so this prevalent – and we're probably going to get to that more in a minute. Right now we just want to talk about how it's just there, you know. I mean it's on your phone. It's on your iPad. It's on your computer. It's on your television. It's it's everywhere. You you can't go eat anywhere. And, and oddly enough, if you're just evaluating entertainment on face value, I would say the quality, and, and I kind of mentioned this already, but the quality of entertainment is not good anymore. I don't think it's what it was by any yeah, means. And I yes. don't just – I always say entertainment's bad. I, I, I don't mean that in a moral sense. It is. But I've just seen stuff, and I'm like, this is awful. Like, yeah. the, the acting's kind of eh. Yeah. The – I remember one night. I'll give you an example. There was a, a night where Michelle's like, I just want to see an action movie. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, we'll watch it. We haven't seen anything action in a while. We'd watch something else, you know, and – there was something on Netflix, and um, it had a couple actors in there that I thought, yeah, I've seen it before. might be fun. Yeah. I looked it up, made sure you know there wasn't right. a whole lot of crap in it, if you will. <laughs> That's yeah. the only way to call it. you know. Yeah. And we turn it on. We get about, I don't know, 10 minutes into it. I'm like, this movie is awful. Yeah. I thought, well, we'll give it time. Maybe halfway point, it'll get better. It never got better. Right. It never got better. In fact, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And it was a modern day movie, yeah, with some big name actors in it. Yeah, 
It was awful. And I don't mean awful morally. There was really nothing in it, so to speak, that was, was sexual compelling. or yeah. any. It was just the story was completely uncompelling. Yeah. Well, Pam and I talk about that. Well, what little television we watch, and you see a commercial for something else, and you think, really? So yeah. uh, maybe we beat this horse to death. Well, but, but I, I, all that to say it's, it's all prevalent. over the place. So It's private. So we need to realize that we're dealing in a society and a culture that has so much access to entertainment, Yeah, the amount of sure. entertainment. So with that said, I think it's natural that we talk about the power of this entertainment. Right. Maybe that's why it's so prevalent. Hmm. The reason there's so much of it is that it, it does have a power over those. Over us. Yeah, over people, over us. I think we have to admit that. Well, are we willing? Am I? Are you? Are others of our, our Christian listeners, friends, willing to say, yes, entertainment has some power over us? That's Which kind of really, gets to the love factor. That's the do telling. We, do we love God? Yeah. And who he is and what he offers more than we love our own self. Well, when you think about how uh, – I, and this has been so – I've noticed this for years. People will walk in their home and turn on the television. Right. And just then just leave it on. And it's like they have to have it. We People seem to have to have it when they sit down to eat in a restaurant. I, I mean, I don't know about you. I kind of like quiet, you know. Right. But uh, the, it, it – it, holds us it holds our culture uh people are going to be entertained yeah that that's that's not that's not optional and it does have quite a a hold on people on us well at the essence biblically speaking for us as christians why do you think it has such power I mean, we can say it has power because it's compelling. Maybe the story is compelling. Maybe we get addicted to that story and we want to see how it ends with those people. There's there's different elements of the power of entertainment, but I think we're talking more on a spiritual level. So so with that understanding, biblically, why are we saying it's so powerful? Well, I don't want to go to our last point too soon, but it just seems that it doesn't require much of us. Mm. But what what does being entertained require of us? It doesn't require us to think. It doesn't require us to even do anything. If it's sports, yeah, yeah, necessarily. It doesn't require it. We may do it. We may, f- but sports. We don't have to put forth the effort. Somebody else does. It's on. Right. You know, it's almost like virtual reality. It's, it was the first form of it. Yeah. So, uh, I th- I think it requires a little of us and purports to give much to us. That's mm. the question. Isn't it? So we talk about the power. More in a spiritual sense, really, um, it can be powerful in in a it grabs you and moves mm-hmm. you sense. Yeah, but I think we're talking true. about it in the spiritual sense here. Yeah. Um, and then it's persuasiveness. Is that leading into that more aspect of of power and well, what it so. means? I think that's where we go next. Is since it is pervasive or prevalent, since it is powerful and holds us, and we are held by it, then it can persuade us in ways. Um, I think of where entertainment has gone in the past two or three generations from, say, the 50s. Now, I look back at some things that were put out in the 50s, and I see guys who were supposedly Christians having these little uh, variety shows, and the things that are – I go back, really? Mm -hmm. I didn't think they did that then, but they did. 
you know. And now, then we go to the 60s and 70s, and, and uh, I went for a period of time there, and even now I don't see that much, but saw almost no television. And during that period of time, I come back and I watch something. I said, when did they start saying that or doing that on television? Right. Uh, so I say all that to say it persuades us whether we know it or not. We were being persuaded of a particular worldview, of a way of looking at life. I think we have to be honest with ourselves as Christians as we evaluate this issue of persuasiveness, is that the entertainment industry has made it known, if you listen or read anything that they say, they have made it known that they want to influence us Mm -hmm. through entertainment, through what they call art, which it is. It's an art form. But I've heard them at their award shows and, and have seen their byline, you know, the little taglines they say. And, and basically they're saying, we hold power mm-hmm. and we can make a change. And we're going to use that power. And you know what? They're doing it. Yeah, exactly. And the younger generation is seeing that as being influenced. And I think the thing about going back to the power aspect is that entertainment is almost it's almost changing you. And I say osmosis because we're all responsible. So you don't want to be too nebulous or even irresponsible about that but it, it is changing you and 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 affecting how you think without you realizing i think we give it that yeah. power if, if we want to give the responsibility issue yes it has power over us but we give it the power yeah no we i just, agree we just we yeah. just say and it matter of speakers say okay go for it you know i'm here i'm having fun <laughs> well and, and it goes back to this idea i think we can interject this scriptural concept take every thought captive Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Yeah. I mean, if you're mind if you're mindless about something, that's probably not good. It's probably not biblical. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we call it chilling, but we need to be careful of chilling. And, and I mean it's I, I get it. You relax, it's Relaxing a hard day. It's not bad. No. But there are times when we get done with the show, if we're watching a particular show, Michelle and I will talk about not every time so we go straight to bed and just go to bed, but right. but we'll engage on what they were talking about and what was really trying mm-hmm. to come across in. And I think that's where we have to change. If it's going to be persuasive, then we got to talk about the persuasiveness of it. We got to engage on the mental level. Right. Okay. So we've talked about the prevalence, the power, power being more spiritual. It, it does have power in emotional sense, but yeah. it's spiritual sense. The persuasiveness of it, 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 it can have an effect on us, and we don't even realize it because we're mindless. But then the pleasure aspect. I think this is huge here. Well, pleasure is not a bad thing. No. Obviously, God gives us pleasure. He gives us things to enjoy. And I think that's a problem with Christians. We often look at the word pleasure as a negative word. I don't think it's a negative word. I do think that because pleasure is so captivating to us that we can live for the next pleasure or more of that pleasure. I I often liken it to when you're eating – you know, I like a bowl of ice cream. In fact, I like another bowl of ice cream. And even I could like even another bowl of ice cream. <laughs> I just like ice cream, you know. I, man, uh, unlike my grandson who can eat a little bit, and he's good. But I don't know how he, how did he do that. I, uh, I always I want know. some more. <laughs> you know, if it's a chocolate chip cookie and a cup of coffee, I eat one cookie and I can eat. Now, pleasure is like that. Right. And it, 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 when I say pleasure, we are like that, actually. Well, are a sinful human beings – yeah, born into sin. Yeah, yes. just a little bit more, just another one. I'll, t- I'll have another, and uh, you know, you can watch a television or movies. That was good. Let's just do another one, or you know, whatever it is. I mean, um, so that whole binge aspect that we talk about yeah, now—it is, but that's the thing now. Well, because yeah. used to you had to wait mm-hmm. a whole week till the next show came on. Now 
It's immediate. You could just watch one right after the other. I, I used to tell people we're a fast food society, or people would say that we're a fast food society. I think we're a Netflix society. Yeah, we are we're in a streaming society. Yeah. We live in a streaming, and it streams. That's a good term. Uh, we ought to take note of it. So the pleasurable aspect of entertainment is what captivates us. We like feeling good. Yeah, and even <laughs> we're not even talking about a sexual pleasure because you can watch a movie and and – have that sexual, yeah. That's, hopefully, fix if you're all pleasure is not sexual. Yeah, you might watch something. And it's a good story, and, and it kind of makes you cry, yeah. or it makes you laugh, or it makes the story you, captivates you. It makes you excited about something. It may even make you want to be bold about even something. though the story is yeah, not yeah. true. It's yeah. not real. You know, I remember one time uh, uh, they, some people first uh, interacted with George Lucas about his Star Wars shows and how he started using more CG. And they said, well, that's not realistic. He said, movies aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's, it's not realistic? True. Movies are not real. It's very true. And, and we need to remember it's not real. Even, I mean, children, we know children can get caught up in the yep. realism of something. Well, so can we. We, just, yeah. we, we like it. We're taken with it. We're, I'm not going to lie. I've watched a, a series and it's come to an end. And it's almost like you lose a family member. Yeah, it's like, wow, oh, sorry, that's over. Yeah, I, maybe I, I could see the, what happened after right. that. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and I think this idea of pleasure is biblical in the sense of, in a positive sense, when you look at Psalms, when it says, "Thou will show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore." Yeah, I mean, God said, "Comes to me because I'm going to give you pleasure." In a good sense. Yeah, in the, the right kind of pleasure. Yeah. So I think movies can have pleasure in the wrong sense or entertainment. I keep going back to movies. That's my thing. But right. entertainment can have pleasure in a good sense. It can have pleasure in a negative sense. And we've got to be able to dissect that and understand where that is happening. I, and I know I'm as guilty as the next person, but last night we were Pam and I were doing something, and we I'd watch football and – and she said, well, you want to watch football. You like?" I said, yeah, I like football. She said, Nobody's playing you want to watch. I said, no, I just like football. But I said, she said, well, let's watch it then. I said, no, let's do something else. I, don't, I said, I've seen right. no football. I'm good. Right. And we need to think in those terms. And that kind of leads us to our next point. Yeah, it's preoccupation, preoccupation. Yeah. with entertainment. To be entertained on a regular basis to – I mean, what could we do with our time if we weren't preoccupied with being entertained? And um, I, I think the thing that's really sad is with our current society and, and where we're at, um, we've we've opened up Pandora's box of a sorts, right? Because we can't put it back in now. And and there are studies. In fact, more needs to come out for right. us. We've got to have more. But there are studies, even secular studies, which are seeing some of the negative effects with our preoccupation with entertainment. Yeah. And I, I want to take this opportunity as a parent, if there's other parents listening with younger children, you need to be actively involved in what your children is watching and absorbing, because they are absorbing. And here's the thing. If you don't teach your children, the entertainment they watch will teach them. It will. The world is coming after them, and you need to know what they're watching. You need, I think you need to limit what they watch. Right, and watch their behavior based on what they watch. Absolutely. It affects their behavior. Well, it affects our behavior. William likes this show that has to do with these robots that like bust rocks and mm-hmm. and it's kind of loud. And, you know, he does yeah. literally after he gets done watching the show, he goes around doing that. Yeah, he's breaking and stuff. To it the looks point like, where I'm like, I mean, in his hey man, mind, he is. We need to calm down. Yeah, <laughs> this is it's not real, but it looks real. It looks real to me. I mean, yeah. But our preoccupation 
If we're preoccupied with it in a very negative sense, then it's time to reevaluate our priorities because what are we to be preoccupied with? Right. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For all is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and pride of life. The world's passing away. Right. So but the love of the Father. Yeah, he who does, he yeah. who does the will of God abides forever. Mm. So I think these thoughts would move us toward a different approach to entertainment, which leads us to the potential of entertainment. I mean, there's, there's, so does it have a potential? Because as I say that, I mean, is there positive potential? I mean, we can find some enjoyment, some relaxation entertainment. Uh, we can find some help in breaking away from our nose to the grindstone, sort of, you know. But our forefathers did okay, and they worked from daylight to dark. And, you know, do we have to do that to be faithful? Not necessarily. It certainly won't hurt us. Work won't hurt us. But God gives us things to enjoy, to divert ourselves away from the things that wear us out physically and emotionally. But that's not life. That's the breakaway. That's the exception. Well, and I think story also has great potential for revealing the image of God and who he is. I mean, we are part of that story. Right. The Bible is telling that story of his redemption. We can intellectually interact with things. But there also is the potential of waste of tons of time. There's the potential Mm -hmm. to preoccupy ourselves with, as we just said in the previous thought, with, with things that, are not helpful to us, not helpful to the glory of God, not helpful to the church, not helpful to our families, not helpful. So if if the potential is both negative and positive, what does that demand of us? Which I think demands some prioritizing, the prioritizing of entertainment. But before we go on to that, and I, and I get that, is it possible we can say this? We probably could do a little bit less than what we think we should be doing. Well, I, th- I do think that almost goes without saying. I, it, it, it should, but no, it doesn't because we need to be reminded, hey, do I really need all of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you're talking to people about their money, sometimes financial advisors and people say, keep a running list of what you spend. Do that for a month. And it's, uh, you know, people don't want to do that. No, of course they don't. Because first, it takes a little time. Second of all, now we've got to come face-to-face with how we spent our money. Same way with our time. What if we just for a month wrote down how we spent every half hour, 15 minutes, whatever, just made notes quickly in a planner or on a piece of paper, and at the end of the month, look back. How much time was spent doing this, that, or the other thing? And, yeah, that can be a, a potential help to us well i mean where your treasure is there will your heart be also right. yeah. yeah which is the prioritizing so how do we prioritize yeah and we keep account of our time we we think we stop to think about how we're using our time we think about what's going in you know uh, don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the how are we transformed well we know we're transformed by the word of god the spirit of god doing the, Applying the word of God to our hearts and minds, but uh, so uh, maybe it's time to say, okay, maybe I don't need to watch ten football games, <laughs> or maybe I don't need to watch fifteen movies, right. or play three hours a night of video games. Right. I mean, I, I asked some young men at my home one day. I said, "How much time would you think you spend a week in video games?" And there were various answers, but all of them were pretty lengthy, and. Um, 
But that's not all. I mean, there's sports, there's movies. There's, there's, you know, I, I could quickly jump on them, but I could also ask myself, how do I prioritize my time? Do we? What do we want? Mm, that's what life? I was about to. What is it? Do we really want to accomplish? When people are standing over a grave, when my grandsons, my sons, and my grandchildren are standing over my grave, like we were over my dad's grave, mm. just not all that long ago. What do we want to be said of us? You know, what in the end? What did, what were the priorities of our lives? What did we care for? Well, and Scripture is very clear: redeeming the time. Yeah, because the days are Buying evil. Buy up the opportunities. Buy up those opportunities. And now. once they're gone, they're often gone. Mm. Yeah, so, which then leads us lastly to the point of entertainment. And I think I know what you meant by this, but kind of define that for us. What do you mean by the point? Well, it's certainly worth asking. What's the point? Okay, so it's what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? Not just the point is in, like, the actual entertainment we're doing. Well, you know, I texted you. You never answered me. I know. Was because you went to bed. I but. fell asleep. That's okay. You, you were probably <laughs> I can't help but I was rest. exhausted. Needed I needed some rest. Some rest. <laughs> but I, the question came to me, does uh, Scripture anywhere speak of entertainment? I tried to think. I actually did see it and tried to think through it, and I was struggling. Well, I, I can't think of anything. Now, having said that. I know Paul does mention sports. Sports and uses sports analogy. He was aware of it. But he uses it more in a sense to represent the Christian life. Yeah, people will take that and say, well, Paul must have gone to sporting events. And Maybe. he may have. I don't know. It was pretty prevalent at the time. So Yeah, I I think entertainment, is rather than being unbiblical, is non-biblical. But we have to apply biblical thinking to it. Which is a lot of things in life. What you know, we talked about this earlier, but back in the 80s, there was a fellow who wrote a book entitled Neil – his name was Neil – I can't remember his last name, but he wrote a book entitled Amusing Ourselves to Death. That's a, That title itself is challenging mm. because we know amuse means not to think. And so – Well, I'll say this. The world knows what the point of their entertainment is. Yeah. So then why are we not asking the point of absorbing that? Yeah. I think what we want for our listeners and for ourselves is to think through these things and say, okay, what's the point mm-hmm. at the end? And what's the point for me? Um, if my life is to be lived for God's glory, if I have entertainment, in what sense can God be glorified in it? Yeah. And in what sense can I reform mm. Always my reforming. entertainment? my time spent in entertainment. Amen. Well, hopefully this has been encouraging to people to know how to think through it, to spur thoughts on how to think through this topic. If you have any questions, feel free to email us. But we look forward to jumping into social media next week. Talk to you later. Thanks, everyone, so much for joining us today. You can always visit us on the web at crosstalkpodcast.org. Crosstalk is produced by Vision for Living Ministries, a nonprofit organization. This podcast is a free resource, but you can support us financially through our website. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website at visionforliving.org, where you will find more great resources. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Vision for Living or on Twitter at V4L. We also love to hear from our listeners. You can email us anytime at info at visionforliving.org. 
Be sure to join us next week on Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond.